Welcome to the Business Bites Podcast, the podcast for busy entrepreneurs. Whether you're an online entrepreneur or seeking after brick and mortar success, this podcast brings you quick bites of content so you can learn and grow anywhere you are. Now here's your host, Rachel Brainkey. Hey guys, welcome to the Business Bites with Rachel Brinke. This is episode 31. We're going to be talking about LLCs and how to not pierce the corporate veil. Um, some of this translates over to corporations as well, but I'm focused primarily on LLCs because if you heard last episode, episode 31, which you can find at rachelbrinke.com forward slash EPI 31, I talked about the business entities, did a little one-on-one crash course for entrepreneurs, and now I really want to dig a little bit more into LLCs because I feel like limited liability companies or LLCs, as I'm going to refer to it, are really one of the best business structures for you guys to have uh, the separate liability uh, protection, the two little buckets on the shore. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to go listen to that episode. But it's going to allow you to have this peace of mind, this separate bucket liability protection, lend some professionalism. It just does a lot of things to really help your business. Um, can also put you into some options for tax elections that give you some tax benefits as well. But for this episode and this quick bite, I just wanted to talk to you guys a little bit on how to set up the LLC, then also some of the top ways to not pierce the corporate veil. None of this substitutes for legal advice. This is what I do on a regular basis. I tell all of my clients, but I'm not going to be able to give you specific examples because we're not sitting one-to-one in front of each other in our office. In fact, I'm sitting by myself in my office, a little lonely today, so that's why I'm talking to you guys. So how to set up an LLC, get out your pen and paper if you have already done this before, please use this as a checklist to make sure that it was done properly, whether you did it yourself or you had an attorney do it. Here's my little soapbox time to tell you, please do not have CPAs filing your business formation documents for you, LLCs, corporations, any of that. They should completely 100% be focused on the tax stuff and not creation of businesses. Not only do they not necessarily understand how to do it, um, And I get that filing papers can be relatively easy, but they are not often credentialed and licensed to be able to do it, which can be an unauthorized practice of law. And they don't often understand and recognize the liability and other things that may come into play or be able to provide you the legal advisement to maintain your separate liability bucket protection and the LLC or corporation protection. All right, so piece of paper out. That was my little soapbox. Let's move in how to set up an LLC. First, I want you guys to choose a name that is not already taken within your state because it's going to get rejected. Um, When you set up a business, whether it's an LLC or a corporation within the state lines, you need to do a business entity search to make sure that no one else is using that name because it will be rejected. The good thing with that also means that when you are set up, it's going to preclude anyone within the state lines from being able to use that same business name as you as well. Now, this is where I can get on my little um, side note here to tell you. Also, keep in mind, you need to do some trademark searches for the federal trademark through the USPTO office to ensure that you're not infringing on someone else's existing trademark that is federal, which is through all the states. So let's stop for a second. LLC creation or corporation formation in a state can preclude people from within that state of using the same business name, but it doesn't preclude through the United States. And just because you get approved in your state with a certain name from your LLC or corporation does not mean you're not infringing federally. There are two different search departments that you need to go through, the state one and then the federal trademark as well. So choose the name that's not taken within your state and also do the federal trademark search to ensure that you're not infringing upon 
upon anybody else. I actually strongly recommend on the trademark side having an intellectual property attorney. <coughs> I know of one right here. Or there are trademark search companies that are reputable that I'm happy to give you guys some recommendations on later on that you can have do these searches for you because they also know what to look for. It's not as simple as being ABC Photography or ABC Studios and it if they are substantially similar or a likelihood of confusion, a couple other things, you guys could be precluded from using it because you may end up infringing. So just keep in mind, you may want to consider when you're doing the trademark search before setting up and investing in the LLC stuff, even if you don't plan on trademarking your own business name, you want to keep yourself from infringing upon other people's business name. So to actually get set up, this is point number two, you're going to file what is called the Articles of Organization. Majority of the states already have these in line for you. It really is as simple as filling it out, but there are things that you need to have some legal advisement on. This is where an attorney can come into play. The third point is also to get an operating agreement drafted, even if... I hope you're listening. Even if you are the sole business owner and the only person working within that LLC, you need to get your operating agreement drafted. Okay? Because this we're going to talk about a little bit when we move into the corporate veil and to not pierce that. And I'm going to explain that here in a little bit. And then lastly, once you get your confirmation of your LLC all set up, the name wasn't taken, you're not infringing upon anyone else, you filed your articles of organization, you get your operating agreement in order, you get back a certificate of formation from the state, you want to go and update all your contracts, insurance policies, permits, and your licenses. Okay, so little crash course on how to set it up, but so let's talk about the top ways to not do what is called piercing the corporate veil. Like we talked about in episode 31, Business Entities 101 for Entrepreneurs, we know that there with an LLC, you get separate bucket liability protection. Personal assets are in one bucket, business assets are in another. However, you can do what is called piercing the corporate veil, which is essentially piercing through that one of those buckets into your personal assets and allow your personal assets to be touched by doing certain actions. This is extremely important as to why you don't want to do it yourself business formation or have a CPA do it for you that does not have the proper background or licensure because they're not able to advise you properly. You don't just get separate liability bracket protection merely from filing those articles of organization. You have to earn it. The government just doesn't want to take your money. I mean, of course, they want to take your money, and they but they want you to earn that liability protection status that you're receiving, okay? So here's the top ways to not pierce the corporate veil. Because if the corporate veil gets pierced, you can be sued personally. You can have your personal assets touched as well as your business assets, and we don't want that to happen, right? The first thing is always sign any documents for your entity. You can do your name, but make sure it says like Rachel Branke for the Branke Group LLC. Designate that you're signing for the entity. Make sure all of the legal documents have your entity name, whether you are um, signing as yourself or as the LLC, you want to make sure the LLC is designated on there all the time. They're going to ask for your personal signature because they want to know who the actual living, breathing human being is that signed it. But ensure that it designates that it's for that entity name. 
Use the regular entity name on legal documents. Some of you may be using DBAs or fictitious names or assumed names. That is okay. For example, I am the Branky Group LLC, and then one of my industry niche blogs is the Law Talk. It is a DBA of the Branky Group LLC. So the legal entity formation is the Branky Group LLC. That name is going to go on all of my legal documents. I could also put the Branky Group LLC DBA, the Law Talk, but I don't want to just put the Law Talk on there. I want to designate that it is going to be connected to the Branky Group LLC. A really huge one, please listen to this. Please have separate bank accounts from your LLC, from your for your business stuff, from your personal stuff. Please have separate bank accounts. Please do not commingle your funds. Please make sure you put all monies from your payment processor into your business account and then pay yourself out of the business account. You know, everything needs to be clear cut. Treat it like a business because this is a business even if you are the only entrepreneur that's working the business. On the same vein, ask all payments be made to the entity and not to you personally. So people will try to write things to Rachel Branke. I want them to write it to the Branke Group LLC. Make sure you check your commercial leases and contracts for personal guarantees. I see a lot of commercial leases that people just print off the internet and they will give these to um, an LLC that's moving into a commercial space and it has what is called a personal guarantee. It's essentially saying that I as a representative of this LLC, since I'm a single member, um, I am going to personally guarantee that if the LLC fails to pay that I'm going to be personally liable. That's not necessarily a negative thing. Sometimes landlords just want a second layer of assurance, but I personally would negotiate to take my personal guarantee out of there and only keep it for the LLC on that commercial lease or contract. And last, of course, please ensure, of course, this is not all inclusive, guys. This is just a nice little checklist for you. Have separate insurance accounts. Please do not put your business equipment on your personal equipment policies. Not only will it not be covered, but again, you're starting to blur the lines, blur the buckets. Keep separate insurance accounts and policies for your business entity separate from personal. Anything that you can separate, separate as much as possible. You have to work to have that separate liability bucket protection. So hope that helped you guys. A little crash course on how to set up the LLC and then some of the top ways to not pierce the corporate veil. If you have any questions, please head over to the Business Bites Facebook group. We'd be more than happy to discuss this a little bit more. Thanks for joining Rachel on this episode of the Business Bites. For show notes, a list of recommended tools or referenced episodes, you can find them at businessbitespodcast.com. Until next time.